Praise the Lord, friend. You're connected with episode 216 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. Coming up, it's the Flaming Hot Takes Roundtable Part 2 with Kingdom Friends Jason Howard and Bruce Colbert. Welcome. I'm Brian Del Turco. I believe that Jesus Christ knows how this life works best and that he is passionate about developing his followers as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. If you want to go further with King Jesus and his enterprise, you're in the right place. I feel like the Holy Spirit may be highlighting a word for me right at the outset of 2022 from Proverbs 20 and verse 4. It talks there about plowing in winter so we can reap later. In the uh, Israeli agricultural year, they would plow during the winter months. And I'm feeling like I'm being challenged to plow now hard in terms of prayer, envisioning, working, sowing, preparing, doing foundational work, deepening in the word. I think I'm even enjoying the cold more. It's Maybe that's a sign for me about this word. I don't know. But I'm seeking to dial it up and intensify it through the month of January and probably throughout the winter, February, and maybe at the beginning of March as well. We'll see what happens in terms of harvesting on this. But I want to encourage you to invest in yourself, invest in the future, invest in the kingdom. Be like that man that Jesus taught about who sold all that he had just to buy the field because of the treasure that he found in the field. It's a picture of the kingdom of God. It's a picture of going all in and selling out. Now, this is part two of our Flaming Hot Takes Roundtable. Jason, Bruce, and I, we gathered around the virtual roundtable. And in today's episode, we're concluding by talking about elements of hosting the presence of God, being really Christ-centered, word-focused, worship, cultivating worship in our life, developing koinonia fellowship with others. These are all elements, a few more we talk about, that are conducive to hosting the presence. We want the presence We want the character of Christ being formed in our life, but we also want to carry the presence, the charisma of Christ, the gifting of the Spirit, the competencies of Christ in our world, and we talk about receiving solutions and answers that we need, why we even talk about the metaverse. This is episode 216. You can catch the first part of our conversation in episode 215. I encourage you to do that. But you can listen to this one first. No worries. It's not that it's incredibly sequential. They're just both self-contained episodes. Before we get there, we have a quick new episode feature that we launched several episodes ago called Jesus Dynamics, Applying the Jesus Way to All of Life. I would like to share with you just several signs that you're coming to life, meaning you're coming to find your best life in Christ. And there's this golden thread, this golden pathway, if you will. And in life, as we intersect with it and cross, we meander, we experience different things. But as we keep touching on this golden pathway, we can expect to see signs that we are coming to life and that we're on that golden pathway that the Lord has for us. These signs will empower you to get clear on the work and the activities which move the needle as you go for your best life under God. Let me just share several with you. And in our next episode during this feature, I'll share several more. Number one, you come alive. When you're doing the things designed for you, 
as you cross that golden pathway, maybe accidentally or just as you're exploring and probing, you will experience your highest levels of energy. You will sense it and others will sense it too. They will reflect back to you that there is a higher vitality that you're expressing in your life. You will come alive. Here's another one. You will smile on the inside and probably on the outside too. What do I mean? You will, there, something will awaken in you where you're happy. It feels like you're smiling on the inside. And even more, you may feel that someone above you, the Lord, is also smiling. And we're all beautiful when we smile. Here's another one. Desire realized is a tree of life. Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. You'll begin to sense that your desires will be fulfilled and you'll sense like that tree of life, there will be new, new levels, uh, essence of life flowing in you. It encourages you that you're on the right pathway. My friend, your best pathway will reward you for discovering it and for staying on it. So guys, how can we, what are some ways I'm thinking about, you know, hosting the presence of the Holy Spirit? I'll just throw out one of them. I think that the Holy Spirit always honors the word. So to the extent that we can have a higher word life, you know, pray the word, walk in the word, speak the word, that is magnetic to the Holy Spirit. I think we see that in early Genesis, the Holy Spirit's brooding over the face of the earth. Then God said, let there be light. And as soon as he said it, the Holy Spirit went into action and executed on it. What are some other dynamics or elements to hosting the presence of the Holy Spirit greater measure, more consistently, maybe? Yeah, I think ironically, rest is important uh, for hosting the, the, the concept of Sabbathing and resting and stopping and ceasing. The first thing that is called holy in Scripture is the Sabbath. And I remember reading Abraham Joshua Heschel, who's a Jewish philosopher, and he described the Sabbath as a sanctuary in time. So if you think about what a, a sanctuary's purpose is, wow. um, it, it is the purpose of a sanctuary is a set place, set apart space that the presence of God, right, that you invite the presence of God into. And so I think for me, something that Maybe to to balance out what we've been talking about about you know going after things, pressing after things, but also to demonstrate our trust in the one who is the promiser is this idea of rest. You know, are you able to uh, develop rhythms and patterns of rest in your life where you can okay set aside the work and invite the Lord's presence in the Holy Spirit? Uh, we could say does not alight upon striving. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. ang and angst and works that are not the true works of the Lord that he wants us to walk in, but more of a, um, maybe, uh, I don't know, some kind of legalistically driven thing or obsessive, you know, thing or something, you know, works. Right. I, that's kind of what I hear there. Uh, what about fellowship or koinonia, Jason? It seems in Book of Acts that the Holy Spirit always falls upon, when this Greek word appears, koinonia, when they are in... When they are rightly related together, you might uh -huh. say with the right people in the right place at the right time, the Koinonia Fellowship, sort of a right. sort of a reflection of the Koinonia in the Godhead between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit really comes down upon that. What about that element? Yeah, I mean, you, there's tons of examples in the New Testament that He gave us because of that, because the community did what you just said. Uh, it took off. It exploded. And so there's something beautiful about in a room 
uh, there being the three-year-old, you know, the 13-year-old, the 30-year-old, and even the 60-year-old, but yet they're all surrounded. Uh, the, the whole room is, is surrounded by uh, the focus of Jesus, right? Christocentric, yes. Yeah. And when the three-year-old is grasping in his or her understanding and the 60-year-old brings all these moments of wisdom and experience and yet is also basking in the presence, uh, why would Jesus not want to show up in the middle of that room, right, when he is the focus? So there is something beautiful about coming together and like Bruce was saying, you know, uh, carving out a section of time or a place, a sanctuary. Mm. Uh, And a sanctuary can look so different from all of us. But I mean, back in the day, you know, we, we were a part of the really great small group that would everybody bring their kids. Right. And, and man, the spirit of God would show up so strong and we would pray and we would sense him. And there was moments where we'd all cried together because his presence was so strong and we didn't have, you know, a professional praise and worship leader in the corner. And we didn't have a professional preacher, uh, that, you know, we, we just allowed him to pastor us we created some space. We took what we had and it was humble. It wasn't anything extravagant, but we took it and we dedicated it to the Lord and everybody came with the same like heart and like mind. And Jesus said, Hey, when you do that, I'll, I'll show up <laughs> when two, two or more of you get together and do that. Uh, I like that. Yeah. That's one of the open check statements of God, blank check statements of Jesus. You know, two or three of you gather Mm-hmm. Not in your name, in my name. And there's a whole right. lot there. But when it is Christocentric, when it is about him, the Holy Spirit is all about Jesus. I was telling my, my family member last night in terms of attracting God's presence. You want to attract God's presence? Get Christ obsessed and the Holy Spirit right. will jump on it because he's mm-hmm. all about disclosing who he is, reminding us of what he taught, you know, all of those things that Jesus said. And to the extent that we're man-centered or self-centered or even promise-centered, even something in the kingdom and not so much Christ-centered, I don't know that the Holy Spirit alights upon that in the measure that we're hoping for, you know? So I think these are key elements like the Word of God, the value of the Word of God, koinonia. What about worship? You know, it says in Acts 13, guys, that there were these prophets and teachers in Antioch, and they were ministering to the Lord in prayer and in fasting. And then the Holy Spirit said, set apart to me Paul and Barnabas to the work to which I've called them. Really out of that engine right there, that kingdom cluster was catalyzed the whole missionary expansion of Christianity through the Roman Empire. Isn't that important worship, ministering to the Lord together? We're you know, attending a, a new church down here that's new themselves. So that they're not really that established. They're trying to figure things out. But one of the things that they really wanted to do was go down um, in, into the center of Greenville and, um, and tell the story of Jesus. Um, and there's a lot of artistic people that happen to attend the church. So there's dancers and there's theater people. And so they put on this little small production. And um, I, there were several times where I felt God's presence. And I could tell that there were people there that were not a part of the church that were coming for, they had an insomnia 
cookie place there. So there's a ton of people getting these amazing cookies and there's just a really neat atmosphere, hanging lights. Um, but as they were talking about Jesus, people began to gather like, what is going on? And it wasn't just because there was this big stage with lights. It was a very modest, humble stage, but the content that was coming from the stage was pointing to uh, the King of the universe. Mm. And it was so neat because it's next to a bunch of uh, high rise, like, uh, condominiums and people started to come out on their balconies and you, you could, you could, you couldn't help, but to see that his presence, people were curious about his presence and they were walking out on their balcony and it was so cool. I even grabbed a shot of it, but I, uh, a fellow walked out and was standing at the banister and then his wife or girlfriend walked over and grabbed her phone and just lifted up and started capturing the moment. So like people, people, when it's when it's jesus centered yeah and the right people have come together maybe not perfect people but taking what they do have to point to jesus that's attractive it's magnetic it grabs attention <laughs> he he grabs attention right his presence i mean it says in john 1 that jesus gives light to everyone who comes into the world I don't know. I think we think what it means is that he gives enough light to people to come to him, the presence of Jesus or the proclamation of Jesus. You know, there's enough light, common light, common grace light available to them to come to Jesus. And from there, all bets are off once you come, as we know. But Mm -hmm. it's the centrality of Christ. Paul said, we don't preach ourselves. This is what he said literally in the New American Standard. We don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ as Lord. Right. And, you know, we got to be careful that it's not too much about us, you know, that we're, mm-hmm. not, that we're not preaching us because us is not going to meet the moment. <laughs> um, it's pro- true. The proclamation of Christ will meet the moment. I think people are sick of us. Oh. And hear, hear me when I say that. I I'm think people sick are... of us too, myself. I'm sick of me. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I, I people have heard it, man. I mean, we've never had so much content on the face of the planet. There is not a lack of content anywhere. All right. Right. There's visuals everywhere. And by the time you get to work in the morning, if you're even still driving to work, they say that you've seen over 5,000, you know, different ads for whatever. Like, there's content overload. People don't care about how crafty of a communicator somebody is or they don't care anymore. Like when they can Google it, right? We, we can Google anything. We can preach to ourselves. There's so much content, but what we can't substitute is when you lift up a hand during a beautiful moment and that chorus connects your heart with the living God and the spirit of God enters the room and he touches you in a way that a man could never, ever touch you a way a woman never could touch you. Uh, A message could not touch you. He will touch you. And when that happens, that that's life change. That's when people come out of their balconies to find out what the heck is going on down there. Right? Like we can't substitute the presence of God for any type of content. We need his presence. Mm. But when you come, when you combine communication with his presence there now, now that's, that's effective. <laughs> that's a little bit of uh, I'm going to say there's a little bit of wind on that. What you're saying there, right there, Jason, um, cause I heard when you said it's not about content because there's content overload, it's about charisma, not personal, shallow charisma, the charisma of Christ. 
the right. presence of Christ and the presence of his spirit and the presence and the space for his spirit to be charismatic, to express mm-hmm. the capacities of Christ. Bruce, you were talking about character as being core and foundational. That builds, I want to say, what do you think, Bruce? I think it builds the, 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 the platform, the foundation for the competencies of Christ, the character of Christ and the competencies of Christ to be executed on via us as his body. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we see a lot of competence, and I'm guilty of this in myself as well. We, we see a lot of competencies and focus on the competencies, but we forget about the character piece, right? We see that in, uh, hmm. unfortunately, in a lot of news headlines, uh, guys who are great speakers, but don't have the character to match. Go to this church growth seminar and learn all these techniques, yeah. uh, which yep. tend to blur into conventional marketing. And uh, we're not talking about those competencies, human, right? without character and without charisma, without the presence of Christ in it. So we yeah. want character, we want charisma, presence, and we want then <clears throat> the, the true competencies of Christ in, in the mix. Absolutely. Expressed through the spirit, through the gifts, through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the kingdom. Can that come into business, Jason? It's a softball. Mm. You got the stick. Go ahead and whack it. <laughs> Can these dynamics not only apply to what we normally think of as church, but into business or into other forms of work? Oh, it makes me think about my my doctor friend, Doctor Ed. He um, he he he. This is him. This is a. Uh, I hope he doesn't hear this because this would. I don't want to fatten his head up, but he's he's a really go ahead and pump it up. Man. He's a kick butt man of God and he's a, prof- he's a prophetic voice and he's a medical doctor, but um, you know, that's just what he does to pay the bills, but he is this kick butt man of God. And yeah, I, I see that in him. And because of that, like he, he texted me the other day and he said, I just had to tell you, I've been talking with God about my, my school debt. And he said, I was just forgiven. I think it was $179,000 or $197,000 school debt. Just wiped clean. Really? And uh, that's massive. I mean, yeah, he makes good money, but that's a lot of money. And he was talking to God about it. Oh, he had been beckoning God for years on it. And God um, spoke to his heart and told him, I'm I'm going to forgive that debt for you. I wonder, I, I'm just hearing, as you say this, Jason, I'm wondering how many things want to happen and could happen if we would just talk with God more about them. Well, this guy talks to God all the time. <laughs> so I know that he's hanging out with him and he's talking to him all the time from the person that walks into his office to the way that he runs his business to what God wants to do in the future. Um, he was actually, this doctor was headed down uh, to Kentucky, um, to, for a business conference. And, um, the conference that he was going to was not for doctors. It was for spirit filled Christian men and women who are entrepreneurial. And it was supposed to be a two hour session. And he's like, Jason, you have to, you have to listen to this. They went six hours and it was testimony and ideas. And it was just, there was tons of stuff flowing out of this conference. Um, for 
for both the listener, but um, for those that were sharing the testimonials, like really creative tech ideas, uh, people who had lost their job, but started doing this. And now, you know, they're making $500,000 to a million dollars. Right. And they just kept having more and more and more people were coming up and sharing what God was doing. Uh, uh, um, so this, what was the context of this conference? Was it a gathering of, uh, sons and daughters of God? Can I say that? Yeah. Was, yeah. Business yeah. conference. Okay. Um, believe, a believers business conference. All right. Yeah. All right. So they yeah. created a context and a, and, a, and a gathering culture there that attracted the creative presence of God there. Yeah. Okay. And he started releasing uh, he, these things to them. And, and these people are getting clever entrepreneur ideas, right, in the presence of God, because they're doing what we're, we're all talking about today. They're, they're investing the time in his presence to hear from him, and then they're acting on it. And God is blessing it. Very simple hearing it, acting on it, and then receiving what God had showed them. So it was just testimony after testimony after testimony of these different people um, sharing stuff, but not just like little, little things. We're talking massive amounts of money is moving like a current through the kingdom. Mm. And so God, God wants to bless us, but here's what I love about God too. He wants to bless us um, for sure. But th there was also a season that we were all familiar with where it was really kind of goofy, right? Where, uh, you know, great communicators took it to a level that it should have never gone. Like God is not about just blessing us. It is about like what Bruce was saying about character. It's about the whole transformation, not just taking care of the immediate need of the electric bill. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. It's not transactional. It's transformational. That's what the Lord's yeah. after. Yeah, and not just for us, but for our wives and our kiddos, absolutely, right? Absolutely, Extended family, right? But he'll never give us something that will draw our hearts away from him. That's what I love. And these people that have had this transformation of wealth uh, from these God ideas that the Holy Spirit has downloaded, you can tell they're, they're carrying um, a reverence with it. They know that it's special and that God has given it to them, that they didn't manufacture this, but this was actually from the spirit of the living God. Don't, don't forget that it's Deuteronomy 8.18, right? Don't forget that yes. it's me. It's me who's given you this power to create. I, I just, it pumps me up because that's where I feel my heart is at right now. And I've been dabbling with like some crypto stuff and you guys have heard more than enough about it. But um, I just feel like, you know, um, God wants to infiltrate every area. And when I say every area, I mean every area. And this is a rude reminder of that um, from the digital space to uh, even the the adult spaces. Like I, I remember of a testimony of some, some grandmas that would go to these adult, uh, what would you call adult entertainment conferences? And they would buy a booth and set up a booth and they would minister to these adult film people. Amazing. Um, and, and, and they would get them saved. And these were grandmas that they would just come right out and say, you know, listen, gravity has hit us. We got nothing to offer in this space. We're here because Jesus has brought us here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got people like that, uh, that know that those folks still need Christ. Absolutely. And then we have, we have the metaverse and we have cryptocurrency coming. Like what is the Holy spirit speaking in these areas? Like Greg Crochet, like right on. Yes. Have a church service. Maybe we need to buy a little meta, 
metadata property so that it could be a place where people could come and there's 24 seven worship. And maybe there's real breakout rooms for, you know, uh, entrepreneurial ideas and people that are wrestling through um, divorce. And I don't, I don't know. Are you saying, are you saying that, that we could redeem because everybody's talking about the potential dangers and fear of the metaverse, right? Psychologically and so forth. And there's always that element of it. But are you saying that we can redeem spaces in the metaverse, maybe create spaces of like on-demand worship or on-demand gatherings, um, proclamation of Christ, uh, conferences, uh, symposiums, seminars? Is that possible? Oh, yeah, that's part. They're doing it. They're doing it right now. One of the guys that I follow in crypto, uh, they have him literally, if you were to put on an Oculus headset and walk into this particular metaverse, they're still building it, of course, but it's called, you can look it up. It's called um, Blocktopia. And in there's going to be seven, I think, seven levels within Blocktopia. And there's literally billboards in the digital world. And he is one of the guest speakers and it has the date on there at 7 PM. So it's just like you, you're driving down the road on route two, you know, that, that big billboard on route two that they just put up. It's like that, but in the metaverse, it's just this big. So yeah, they're doing it and it's going to be on different levels and they'll have different themes for each level. And they're selling space inside of that particular metaverse for a lot, a lot of money. So, uh, the other day, I saw that a piece of metaverse land, digital space, went for two. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was two point three or two point four million dollars. Crazy, isn't that nuts? Yeah. So, like, I think my my heart is that I like I think God wants to invade all spaces, any space that man tries to come up with. The enemy would love to draw people in and to keep it dark. Fill the earth, right? Subdue it, which means cultivate it and release its redeeming potential. Yes. So you're saying that this can, listen, the metaverse is really new to me and to everyone really, but you're saying that that we can apply that there, that early Genesis cultural mandate of filling and subduing and cultivating. We should be. Yes, we're called by God to do that. That's our responsibility. Yeah, like that's where we get we get to partner. It needs to be analog and digital, right? It's got to be everywhere. Yeah, anywhere that man can step, whether it's digitally or physically, we're called to be there by God. And we're anointed to be there. And not just back seaters, we're called to drive the thing. That's what I want. We have to steward it, steward it in a God-honoring, healthy way for us as well. Right. A because many life. won't. Many are going to overdo it. Many are going to find themselves in it way too much. They're going to lose their psychology, man. You know, They, they will. And they're going to need people that love Jesus, who the Holy Spirit is grounding and, and providing balance to say, hey, uh, you know what? Let's get outside of the metaverse and go hang out with our families, right? Because there's people that are going to try to live in there and the enemy is going to try to distort it. And there's going to be sexual things and there's going to be people that get hurt and people that get stolen from just like the real world. But what more the the church that we were talking about, what more does the church need to be there as an example, right? Out in the middle of nowhere, doing a demonstration on Jesus so that they can come out of their balconies and take a peek. What's going on over there? Wow. 
I mean, I'm thinking of the story of Jesus, a parable where he says, you know, the dinner, invite them to come in and the, 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 the banquet hall is not being filled up. But finally, Jesus says, compels them, you go out into the highways and the byways and you compel them to come in. And uh-huh. so much of the highways and byways today for us is, I think, digital. You know, we have to be there. That's very interesting. We need to talk more about that, that edge. Maybe we can do that in the future. Guys, I really appreciate your time and your your um, stimulating uh, thought and uh, expression here. So, Bruce, why don't you close us in a prayer? Why don't you just pray over, if you would, please, uh, ourselves and the listeners and just invoke the leadership, the lordship of Jesus and the spirit over uh, us and um, give, give, you know, giving us creativity, leading our minds, renewing our minds and moving us forward. Absolutely. I'll do my best, Lord. We, um, you've been present for our conversation. We want uh, your clarity. We want your presence. We want your promises. And, uh, we want those downloads, Lord, that come from you, not just because of the benefit that it's going to bring us, but we want you. We, we want the promiser, not just the promise. We want the giver, mm-hmm. not just the gift. Yes, Lord. Uh, we want to be about a mission that's bigger than ourselves. We want to be about your mission and your kingdom and what you're doing on the earth. And, and the, the amazing thing that we find, Father, is that you've called us to partner with you in that. So show us where you're at work. Yeah. And God, forgive us for the times that we're just um, stiff-necked and, and we have cotton in our ears and we're not hearing it. Open our ears, open our eyes. Lord, we pray for the position that we need from you. We pray for the power that we need for you and we pray for the provision that we need from you. Mm-hmm. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Kingdom Currency runs on Kingdom Connections, right? It really does. That is something to really pay attention to. All right. You can catch the show notes page for this episode at jesusmart.com slash hot takes one. That will cover both episodes, links, additional resources to dive a little deeper. You can stay connected with the podcast and why wouldn't you (laughs) with jesusmart.com. It's an evolving website and we're seeking to create digital pathways and resources to inform, inspire, and equip you to develop in Christ, in His kingdom. You can subscribe and be notified when new episodes go live by signing up for the e-letter, which goes out from time to time. It will update you about new things, new resourcing that's being developed, and we're all seeking to level up with our Christ following. Would you pass along this episode to your friends and contacts? The best syndication remains your personal connection, your personal touch. The first part of our roundtable discussion is in episode 215, and let me tell you about what's coming up. Next week, had a very hot recording earlier this week with Mark Russick. He's a media engineer and a deep student of scripture near New York City, the Russick Outlook, and we're going to be talking about how giants entered the human bloodline in Genesis. This is wild. And I'm about 95% in my belief that this is what happened. There's a lot of scriptural evidence for it. We'll go over as well as archaeological evidence, other historical evidence as well. That's coming up. And Dr. John Basie of Impact 360 countering this trend line in the world today where the world is out discipling the church in a post-truth era. What can we do? Dr. John Basie of Impact 360. And then we'll also be sharing some fresh news about some new things at Jesus Smart. 
Well, I appreciate you. The future belongs to Jesus. I appreciate the connection that we have via the podcast. Jesus is brilliant. If we walk with him, we're going to catch his brilliance in a unique way. I look forward to connecting next time.